What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches. And today we're going to be talking about broke ass mindset. Yeah, 100%. We're going to be having a conversation that honestly is probably going to trigger a lot of people because a lot of you guys think that in order to make money, it's something to do with systematic problems. And it's just not. It's usually your fucking minds. Honestly, I'm just going to come out and say a lot of you guys are fucking bitches. <laughs> Straight up. Like, and I'm going to be fucking honest and we're going to come in hot because I think that 95% of people are broke. And that's a fucking fact. If you look at statistics, 95% of people are broke. The average household income in Canada is $40,000 in a year. Could you imagine fucking trying to pay rent and buy your groceries and put gas in your car and fucking drive to work on $40,000 a year? Could you imagine fucking that life? Bro, like it, this is where usually people get fucking angry and triggered and annoyed because when they hear Brian and myself talk or myself and my clients talk or myself and my friends talk about money, they're like, well, fuck you, dude. Not everybody can get the handouts like you did or not everybody has daddy's money, et cetera. But it's just because I just didn't want to settle for 40 grand. Guys, think about how little 40 grand is. The average rent in Kelowna is twenty-three dollars to $2,900 a month for like a studio apartment. What the fuck, dude? And so this is why I come back to like a lot of you are fucking bitches because <laughs> when you see somebody that is successful and in any way, shape or form, instead of asking yourself like how you can do better and how you can make more, you just fucking write it off. Dude, not even that. Instead of just asking the fucking person what they did in order to see success, you just write it off. You're like, fuck that guy. Fuck that dude, man. I can never do that because an asshole. Fuck that dude's Lambo. Fuck that dude's Audi. Fuck that dude's car. This is literally conversations I've heard from you guys, and it makes no sense to me. It makes Bitches. no fucking sense. Bitches. Bitches. Bro. It is. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, listen. Okay, so this is the funny conversation. So I feel, me and Cole always like, we're like, what are we going to talk about today? Like, because this these conversations are the conversations that me and Cole have. Oh, yeah. Time. Our actual phone calls. This is what's up. So recently, my Lamborghini got hit. I posted on my TikTok. And when I posted on my TikTok, that video has like 11 million views, by the I've, way. Honestly, that's which is probably the most the video that you've ever I had. Biggest, biggest video yeah. I've ever had. Yeah, by far. It's like double. Yeah. The last video that I had with that was that viral was me smashing eggs on my face. And I only got 5.7 million views. Besides <laughs> the point. But a lot of the comments are like, we don't feel bad for you. You have a Lamborghini. Or like, haha, like, glad your fucking car got hit. Or like, Oh my God, ha ha ha, that's hilarious. Finally, like, fucking finally. thank God he got hit. Like toxic fucking shit. Bitches. Yeah. Bitches. And like, listen, Brian didn't post that fucking video for your guys' sympathy. It's not like we're asking the motherfucker with the Honda Civic to feel for us getting hit with our Lamborghini and our Audis. Calm the fuck down. We don't need the sympathy and the pity. He posted the video because it's part of his life. Dude, and that's it. But this is the thing. It's like, it, you're just like exposing your insecurity. Yeah. Right. So like when people comment negative things on other people's videos or like we have people that are like following us around the Internet, like making oh fun of God, us, bro. trying to make fun of us. Bitches. Bitches it's bro. like literally uh, that's how I think. I'm like, like for me, this is how I view life. All right. If I have somebody that is obviously more successful than me, I just ask, how'd you do it? Like Bedros. I don't go there and I'm like, oh, fuck you, Bedros and your <laughs> stupid gym and your fucking cars and your like 800 gyms. Fuck you. I'm like. Bro, how are you doing this? Bro, it, I want to know. Like, teach me. It's like fucking Wes. So, like, Wes Watson, we met him at Bedros's event. And he talks about how he literally has, like, six supercars, a big house. He's making multiple, multiple seven figures on a yearly basis. And he's like, I go to the gym with my fucking Lamborghini or my Rolls or my Wraith every fucking day. And he's like, nobody ever asked me what I do. He's like, I'm jacked as fuck, veined out, blasted with tattoos. Nobody ever asked me what, what I do. Everybody just looks at him. Nobody ever has the fucking balls to just ask him a fucking question. You guys are so wrapped up in your own fucking lives. And again, we're going on a little bit of a rant here, but it is necessary because in order to reach the next level, you guys need to realize that you are being nothing but bitches. Exactly. Listen, listen, <laughs> there's uh, I want to talk about another thing. I, I brought this up in my Instagram story yesterday and a lot of people fucking were laughing about it, but it's a very true statement and I'm going to say it again. And I hope it offends you. If you are in a rants and raves Facebook group, and you are consistently ranting, ranting, you are a fucking loser. You guys are so hyper-fixated on negativity, and then you wonder why your life isn't positive. Your life isn't positive because you only care about the fucking negative. Dude, and this is, let's, we're going to come back, bitches, because I'm serious. <laughs> 19 out of 20 people are broke. Yeah, it's, That's it's, fucked it's up. sad, bro. That, it is. And, like, the reason we're doing this podcast is because, like, Obviously, we're coming out of the gate hot. We have an intention with this podcast. We were those people too. But we were those people. And that's why we can say that. I used to be a bitch. Like, I used to be the guy that would, like, be angry at other people that were successful. 
I used to be the guy that didn't have money in my bank account. Yep. I used to be the guy that would tap my debit card and not know if my money was going to go through. Ooh, and I don't like that situation didn't change for me because I was like, oh, like, fuck all these successful people. <laughs> like that situation changed for me because I realized that if I was like, if anybody was going to take control of my financial situation, it was going to be me. Exactly. And so many people don't have that gear. 19 out of 20 people are broke. 19 out of 20 people are going to job. Ask yourself this question. Let's present this for a second. I've been listening to a lot of Earl Nightingale, right? Earl Nightingale's my fucking boy. Why do you go to work? Think about that for a second. There's only one answer. But, but why do you go to work? 19 out of 20 people don't fucking know. Money. Money? Like, why do they go? Why do you work at? Is it a fucking... Like, let's, let's talk about that. So hold that thought for a second. Because yeah, yeah. we're going to go, go into that. that. Because people are like, all you care about is money. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a second. I'll go in on that. But why do you go to work? Why do you work at the job that you work at? Why do you work at 9 to 5? Everybody just does what everybody else does. So, oh, I work a nine to five because my dad worked a nine to five and he taught me that this is the way that I go. Or I work a nine to five because that's what society does. I had somebody literally posted on their wall, look like a fucking idiot. They're like, me and Kirsten, we went out on our SUV. It was a Christmas day and we gave $20 as a tip to each member that was working at Starbucks because it was Christmas day. And somebody like posted on their Facebook and they're like, I saw this fucking couple in a Lamborghini that like gave a $20 tip out to people working on Christmas day. Like that's how society works. You need to work. You can't glamorize this fucking lifestyle of like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is your perception of reality. Like everybody needs to work a nine to five. And if somebody's working on Christmas day, they don't deserve any extra praise or love. Like that's how like twisted your perception of reality is. Bro, what when, the fuck? When I saw that post, what again, the fuck? again, this is brings me back to my rants and rape Facebook group shit. Again, if you are in a rants and rape Facebook group and you are consistently ranting about people in your community and things around you, you are a fucking loser. And there's no other way to go about it. Makes no sense. Guess what? I got problems too. I'm not going to rant about it in a Facebook group so I can feel good because a thousand other fucking losers boost my ego because of ranting about something that doesn't even matter. Like what Brian said, that Facebook group post made no sense. Number one, I don't know what Lamborghini you're fucking in, but they don't have three rows of seats, dumbass. Use your fucking head. Number two, they don't have a back row of seats where their daughter was sitting, dumbass. Use your fucking head. All right. And number three, if you get angry for somebody giving back to another individual, you are a fucking loser. But there's a lot of people just are broke as fuck. No, let's take, let's just move it away. What if it was a tip? Bet you she wouldn't have said anything there. You tipped the Starbucks worker. Mm. There wouldn't have been a fucking word said, but because they said we want to give back for Christmas, you had a fucking problem with it. But every Mm. single business nowadays has a tip option on their machine and you ain't saying nothing about that. Bet you, you ain't calling out the worker. Why do I have to tip you? You have to do what the fuck I say. That is a nine to five bitch fucking mindset. Dude, here's another thing. Let's, since we're ranting, this is fun. Let's keep going. Like the people that like, so a big reason that people got triggered when we did our like giving back. So me and Cole for Christmas, every single day in the month of December, we gave away $200 to $400 to Kelowna homeless or families. And on the last day, I think we ended up driving down like $5,000 for stuff. It was no joke. Like, Guys, just again, we can't even put an actual numerical number on it because it was so fucking big and we would have to calculate everything. But put it this way. We had three SUVs and three sedans full to the fucking max with clothing and food and shoes and jackets and blankets and everything else. Well, this is what we drove down. Dude, and I had, there was, so we're doing something good for society. And this is like 19 out of 20 people have sheep ass mindsets and they just think like everybody else. We're doing something good for society. And we posted online and somebody is like, oh, bro, like, if you actually cared about giving back to people, like if you actually cared, you wouldn't record it. God says in the Bible that you shouldn't ever show yourself doing good deeds. And I'm like, did you actually just come to my fucking comments and quote God in good deeds <laughs> when I'm the one giving back and your bitch ass is in my fucking comments talking shit? Number one, I'm like what? One of the things that we do. All right. There's a lot that we don't record. Number two, I'm going to record that because I record everything else. Right now, during this podcast, during this audio recording that you were listening to, we have three cameras to our right on a live stream, two cameras to our left on a live stream, a camera filming for Facebook. Jack, say hello. He's holding a camera. (laughs) Daniel, say hello. He's holding a camera. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I've got a camera on me at every minute of the fucking day. So you want me to put it down? No, you're during the give back. Don't don't record that part. Don't record that part. Don't record that part. Shut the fuck up, man. Like, let's bring it back to the money thing. You guys say money is the root of all evil. Again, it's another bitch ass mindset. You guys think money is the root of all evil. Money is the fucking devil. Don't chase money. But your bitch ass is going to fucking work for $40,000 a year. And you will never show up late. You'll always go to your nine to five job. Why are you going to that job? Money. Because you need money to pay the fucking bills. 
All right. Money does not buy happiness. I agree with that. However, it also helps with your fucking depression and it helps with the smaller problems because you don't need to worry about anything else because money took care of it. I disagree. I think money buys happiness. Well, see, I did say I love my day. fucking Lambo. It's like my favorite part of my day is driving my Lambo run. I was talking up. to Julia and it was Fuck that. What was the statement? I said money doesn't solve problems but it buys happiness Dude, money doesn't solve yes. loneliness but it buys happiness that's what it was yeah let, like, well, let's talk about this for a second everybody goes to work so 19 out of 20 people are broke as fuck all right and those 19 out of 20 people that are broke are going to work at a job that's paying them between 15 to 30 dollars an hour and that's fucking how they're making their money and they spend their whole fucking life a lot of people just work for them the next 20 30 40 years yep. trading an hour of their time for a dollar amount for 20 18, 20, 16. $18, $20 an hour. And then they get angry. I, okay, I was telling Jax about this. One of these bitches DMs me on fucking Instagram. This was like six months ago. This was actually a guy that I used to work out with in Calgary. And this is why, like, this is why me and Cole have a small circle because as soon as we start to, like, people meet us at the level that we're at, and Cole and I are committed to excellence. Yeah, we, and so unless you're committed to excellence, you're going to get left fucking behind. You don't do well. Which is why we got Natasha, we got yeah. Don, we got Janelle, we got Christine, we got Caleb. Committed to excellence. If you're not committed to excellence, you just get left behind. And it's very obvious when you look at our life, like that's how it works. So in Calgary, there was this dude that I used to work out with. And uh, we were like, we weren't like homies. It's not like we hung out every single day, but like we were friends. And so he ended up DMing me. This was like eight months ago. I think I showed you this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bro, fuck you. He's like, fuck you. He's like, in your fucking house, in your fucking car, in your gym. He's like, fuck you. He's like, I literally work my ass off. He's like, I work 12 to 16 hours every day, you know, fucking landscaping, and I'm working my ass off. And guys like you are fucking driving around in your fucking cars, working on your online business. He's like, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm like, did you read the fucking? He's like, fuck you, you fucking motherfucker. I'm like, I literally... Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But that just comes from a negative-ass fucking mindset. It's just like, broke-ass, I'm so mad at the world because my life is not fucking working out the way that I want it to. But I'm going to trade every single fucking hour of my day for 12 to 16 hours a day to make 30 to $50 an hour. And, like, when I don't get the level of success that I want, it's somebody else's fucking fault. Well, and this is what? the thing. Like, it's, I think it's just become the norm. And this is the sad part of the fucking world is that human beings just create this fucking narrative that once something is done for a certain amount of time, that is the fucking normal. All right. So it is normal. So again, I talked about this on the podcast the other day. You guys will get angry that you do not see success within a year to two years. We see it all the time yeah. with personal trainers. Yeah. But you spent 16 years, 14 years in school to be trained just to do nine to five trained you didn't get mad then conditioned you still went to school and i get it like well your parents made you like then you went to college you didn't want to disappoint your parents you are always doing something for somebody else and then you get angry at the individuals that go against the norm because it challenges your way of life and i get it like i can comprehend to a certain degree but at the same time i don't get it because i'm not fucking built like that no i when I was a kid, I fucking didn't go to college because I thought it was a fucking joke. Yep. I worked for other people, but even when I worked for other people in my nine to fives, I fucking hated it. And yep. I would barely go because I didn't want to trade my fucking time for money. I didn't like being bossed around by individuals that I honestly, I thought I was smarter than. I didn't like dealing with these individuals because I would go to a fucking job and within a month and a half, I'd be working harder than everybody else. And I'm like, why the fuck am I still making broke boy money? Hmm. Like, why am I still literally trading my life for a paycheck that says 1200 bucks the mm. fuck is going on mm. and a lot of you guys are still in that life you just haven't got sick of your own shit yet and underneath you're so fucking depressed and embarrassed and triggered that instead of just getting sick of yourself and taking action you get sick and angry at everybody else. but, but that's all that's 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 it is you think you're getting mad at me but what you're actually doing is you're just expressing your own insecurity it is because for you to come at me as hot, you know, some people do come super hot, super hot. They come at me super hot. I'm literally like, bro, like you literally just reveal. If I take this energy drink, right, and I fucking knock over this can, what's gonna come out? Fucking energy drink. Whatever's in the fucking can. Yep. So if you come to me, I'll fucking. Oh, you fucking got your <laughs> horns up, and you fucking think you're cool. You're sending your fucking Instagram DM. I'm literally like, bro, you just literally showed me the inside of you, a hundred percent, and that's it. You just showed me the inside of you. And it's like, and this is the thing is people think that 
you know, coming at me. You get a lot of hate on your stuff too. People think that like, oh, I'm just going to say this thing. It's really going to impact him. It's going to stop. Like they think that they can stop us or they're like, they're trying to drag us back down. But it's the, the truth is like, they're so sick of their own shit and they're so sick of themselves that they need to project that onto other people because if they don't project it onto other people, they're going to have to take a look in the fucking mirror well, and realize that they're completely unhappy where they're at in life. Even with that, it'll just eat them alive. That's the thing. A lot of individuals lash out to people online and lash out to the individuals around them because if they don't, it will eat them alive. They mm. will not be able to deal with themselves. Mm. And that's where mental health becomes a very big problem. Guys, we're not sitting here and saying that, like, you're not worth anything. All right. Even a fucking hater. I don't know how to level with you. I think you're pathetic, but you have potential. Mm. All of you do. All right. And again, I get it. Brian and myself came from a fucking broke life. And we'll get into that in a minute here. But you need to get out of your own way first. If you are happy at your nine to five, you literally don't want any more with your life. You're comfortable. Dope. This podcast isn't for you. Mm. All right. I'm happy for you. I've met a lot of individuals that have worked at Walmart their entire fucking life. And honestly, looking at them and having conversations with them, it it levels me. It centers me because I'm like, you know what? I want that happiness. I want to be able to be comfortable with that because, again, this message isn't for everyone. There's a lot of you guys that are happy with the lives that you currently live. But if you're the individual that gets physically angry when you see other people seeing success, you have a shitty fucking bitch boy money mindset. Dude, and so I want to talk about that for a second because I think that's important. This We're not talking to everybody here. We're not. And I'm not trying to talk to everybody. And when I post my Lambo content online, when I post my fucking mansion, yep. when I post my clients hitting $100,000 in 30 fucking days, when I post that, I'm not trying to talk to everybody. And I understand that some people might be teachers that are making 50 grand a year and they're happy as shit doing it and they feel fulfilled. And if that is you, like that is the definition of success. Again, yes. Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale said this, and I think you're going to like this. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Ooh, say it again. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy idea, which means if you're living a life that you decided to live, you are successful. Period. I love that. So if like, if you're a teacher and you decided to be a teacher, you are successful. If you are a carpenter and you decided to be a carpenter, you are successful. If you are an online coach and you decided that you wanted to be an online coach, you are successful. S- success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Like I understand that like this message isn't for everyone. But this message is for you if you're listening to this and there's a part of you that's triggered every time you see somebody that's success. This this message is for you if you're listening to this and every time you see somebody else successful online, you're like, it eats at you a little bit because you're like, fuck, like, I don't like my fucking job. I don't like getting paid not, like dollars per hour. I don't like where I fucking work and I'm not happy. If you're not happy, you're not successful. Mm. And so like we always thought we're talking about like, you know, we talked about how money doesn't buy happiness. I disagree. It does. I like, I love my fucking Lamborghini and I bought it. One of my favorite parts of my day is driving around my fucking Lamborghini. I'm not feeling very good. I go for a drive in my Lamborghini. I feel fucking great. Yeah, touche. I'm like, right? I'm going to correct myself because right? I obviously I said it because that's the tone of money doesn't buy happiness. I was talking to Julia. What I actually said to her was money doesn't solve loneliness, but it does buy happiness. Mm. Because when I drive my brand new Audi R8, I feel like a fucking G and I love it. When I get to wake up in my fucking 5,000 square foot house that I was able to provide for my fucking wife and now my newborn son's going to be able to grow up in and not understand what it's like to grow up in a trailer, that makes me pretty fucking happy. That, and that's it. So like, that's what you guys don't understand is the mansion isn't just the mansion. The mansion is representations of how far we've come. Exactly. The Lamborghini isn't just a Lamborghini for me. Yep. The Lamborghini is of every time I get in that Lambo, <laughs> I'm reminded of what it felt like to be strung out for four days on fucking end. Mm. I'm reminded what it felt like to sleep on my grandma's couch yep. for fucking weeks because I couldn't afford my rent because I spent all my money on drugs. Mm. That's what the Lamborghini means to me. The mansion for me is a representation of all of the fucking six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of hard work that I put into growing my online coaching business manifested into a physical fucking location. And this is the thing, right? This brings it back to your own internal problems that you haven't been able to deal with. If you are scrolling through the internet, scouring the internet, and you see a successful individual and you feel the need to lash out at them, you have something internal that you need to deal with. Why? Because that person isn't talking to you. And this is what you guys don't realize. Go to my page right now. You will never hear your name. I'm not (laughs) saying, hey, Brittany, go fuck yourself. I'm not saying, hey, John, you a broke boy. I ain't saying any of that shit. Names are not involved. 
I'm saying a generalized statement and it triggers you because you are that motherfucker. <laughs> That's you. Oh, shit. I'm taking your problems, uh-huh. the convos you always fucking have, and putting it in front of your fucking face. And what you do and choose to do with that is your problem. You can either look at it and be like, you know what? This mirror is pretty fucking bright. Maybe I should change. Or you can attack me. And I promise you attacking me ain't going to do shit for you because I ain't even open your fucking comment. All right? It ain't happening. That's so funny. Right? That is fucking facts. Like, it's not about you. When have I said your name, homie? This is this post isn't about <laughs> you. I'm it's saying, not about you. I'm just saying something. Yeah. If it triggers you, it's go look in the mirror. It is. If it triggers you, it is about you. Yeah. That's literally fucking you. And that's the so I feel funny. like it's a very funny concept that a lot of people don't understand, right? Like yeah. Brian brought this up again. Like he's like, you get a lot of hate. I do. And it's because I speak my fucking mind 100 percent of the time, all the time. It's also another reason why our friend group is so elevated because if you can't handle my honesty, you will not be my friend. Brian's experienced it. I've also experienced his. We are brutally fucking honest to each other. It's also a reason why me and him have built such a fucking close bond because we can be extremely vulnerable, but we also hold each other to a fucking standard. And a lot of you guys don't have any people like that in your fucking lives. You're just allowed to bitch and complain Mm. and spew negativity on a continual basis and nobody fucking checks you. Julia checks me. If I wake up too negative, she's like, calm the fuck down, bro. Get out of my face. Like, (laughs) I love you. Fuck off. Like, too much. It's too early. I haven't had my coffee. Get the fuck out of my face. For a lot of you guys, just bitch and moan and complain and wonder why you're still fucking broke. Well, guess what? You know why you're broke? Because the people who also work with you at McDonald's don't know how to solve your fucking problem. So stop bitching to them about your fucking problems and maybe look to elevate your situation and your surroundings. And like, I want to talk to you what you're like. There's a lot of people that are like, yo, that's, that's cool for you guys. But like, I don't have the fucking money for a mentor. If you listen to this fucking podcast, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I know I want to punch myself in the face too. Oh, oh, the reason that you're overweight is because you can't afford a fitness coach. Go to fucking Google. Stop eating fucking Doritos. Go to Google. Literally. Chat.ai. Right? <laughs> that, search. Please write me a meal plan Jeez. and fucking like go Bro, listen, figure it the fuck out. But this is why, this is why most people don't do it. This is why most people are overweight. Most people are fucking broke. Most people are unhappy with their relationship is because all the information that you motherfuckers need to be successful is online yeah. and it's free. And guess what? There's motherfuckers like me. There's motherfuckers like Cole. And there's probably like a million other so many. coaches and mentors so online many. that want to make it. So they're sharing the secrets of success with you online. And you're so fucking blind to it because you're negative money mindset that you're not paying attention. Dude, even the fucking shitty coaches out there that mean you don't like are sharing information that can help you change your fucking life. But the thing is, the reason why a lot of you guys have never utilized the free information online to change your situation is because you enjoy what it feels like to bitch and get the gratification of others around ding, you. Ding, ding, so and- you like yep. when you bitch and yep. your mom says, it's okay, honey. Everybody's making $40,000 yep. a year. Don't strive to become losers. More. When if you actually just went on fucking YouTube yep. and learned, guys, gaming is apparently one of the hardest industries to break into. I like playing video games. This fucking massive streaming PC up here with nine cameras hooked up to it, live streaming this podcast is what I game on. Within three months, of learning how to stream, I was making $600 a month online, doing literally nothing, just sitting there with a controller in my hand. But you guys bitch and complain that you don't know how to make money. All the information is on YouTube. All you did is go on YouTube. And I was like, how do I make money streaming? And then watch like 10 videos. And it was like, okay, that makes sense. And then just did it. Dude, I actually, it's funny because like me and you, I became successful with literally nothing. Like I had no money. I had $500 in my fucking bank account and I was in Bali for three weeks. I'm like, if I don't make money in this three-week time period, like I'm just either going to die in this country or I'm not going to be able to come home. Let's go into it. So you went to Bali. What was the purpose of going to Bali? I actually wasn't to Bali. So this was when I started my online coaching business for everybody that like, this is how my entrepreneurial journey started. Flew to Australia to meet up with my ex-girlfriend who had just broken up with me. We were doing long distance. And I was like, maybe I'm just going to fly there and she's going to meet up with me in the airport and she's going to see me. And I actually talked to somebody about this today about like how heartbreak can like change you in a, in a really good way. He just broke up with his girlfriend. And so flew to Australia, went there, tried to text her, email her. She didn't want to meet up with me. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I was in Australia for two weeks. I was sad and depressed because this girl wouldn't meet me. So I literally went out to a nightclub one night and I spent like three grand. No joke. I spent like three grand. I went out, got fucked up. And then I went to the casino and spent like two grand. I like just dropping like hundreds on fucking red and black. I was like, I'm yeah. going to double my money. Lost yeah. all of it. So then I wake up, I fly to Bali. I'm still drunk. I wake up in Bali in this like random Airbnb that I rented online. 
I was like in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I checked my bank and I had $500 and I had three weeks scheduled in Bali. And my family doesn't have money. You guys like, this is like, my family doesn't come from money. And so it's like when I had $500 and this was before I knew Cole, it's not like I could just call my mom and be like, can you send me 500 bucks? Like nobody had money. Nobody. Yep. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like $500. I'm in Bali for three weeks. I'm like, I can either die here and fucking not make it work. I'm, I'm like, that doesn't seem like a valid option. I'm like, so I need to figure out how to make money. And that is when I launched my first ever online challenge. I called Soft to Shredded. It was a six-week challenge. I ended up selling 10 people. I made five grand in that three-week time period that I was there. And when I made five grand in three weeks across the world, I was like, oh, it's like, if I can make five grand in fucking Bali, I can definitely make money back in Canada. I came back and I never worked with somebody else again. There we go. Guys, figured it the fuck out. That's the means. Let's break it down. Ken, I was an iron worker. A lot of you guys know this story. Okay. When I was an iron worker and I met Brian before I actually met him, the reason why I was kind of getting into fitness is because I was in a massive hole. All right. I was around $50,000 in debt. I think I had a $15,000 loan. I had another $10,000 that was just over my head due to other fucking loans, et cetera. And I had two credit cards completely fucking maxed out. I also had an overdraft of $4,000 that I requested from the bank because I was always like two to $4,000 in the hole, negative in my bank account. This is when I was getting into fitness. And the reason why I got into fitness is because I didn't want to be a fucking loser anymore. I couldn't control my financial situation. I was making like fucking three to four grand a month as an iron worker. Wasn't willing to move up the ranks either because they wanted me to go to schooling for fucking become an apprenticeship iron. It doesn't matter. It just was not fucking working out for me. Wasn't making cash. I was addicted to Percocets. Quit that cold turkey. Struggling with alcohol. Stopped doing that and focused on my fitness. Why? Because fitness was all I could control. I couldn't control anything else in my life. I had no friends, no girl, no money, no fucking anything. I could only control what I was putting in my mouth and when I was working out. Got into fitness. I did that for around like two, three months. Then I met Brian. All right. We got on a call. All right. He pushed me to do a fitness competition because he knew I was struggling with drinking. He knew I was struggling with drugs. And he knew if he could make me commit to the highest level of fitness, which is fitness competitions, 100%, it's going to challenge you like crazy. He's like, I knew I'd be able to break this kid and make sure that he stays in line. All right. He also told me if he caught me drinking and doing drugs, he would keep all my money. So with that mindset, it just triggered me into fucking action. But I had no cash and he was charging $350 a month at the time. So I literally just started selling shit, all right? Not only was I going into the negative of my overdraft, which he never found out, all right? And so it was like years later. Yeah, it was was a year and a half later. I like never told him. I was in my overdraft almost every month, but I was also selling shit, selling Xbox games, my Xbox, clothes around my house, shoes, hustling stuff, going on Kijiji, buying and reselling. Like I was finding the fucking money. And again, I didn't have anybody I could fucking call. I didn't have anybody I could just call up and fucking ask for help. This was also through the transition of doing not one, but two fitness competitions, not having money for that, figuring the fuck out. Then he took me under his wing. We started learning a little bit about fucking clients, but I only brought one client online. So when I got my personal training certification, I had one online client. I quit my fucking ironworking job, became a personal trainer up north because I thought it was going to help me. And only then was still only making like fucking two to three G's a month. So it wasn't helping me get out of debt. Did that job for three months, quit it with one online client, was living with Julia at the time in a 600 square foot apartment, literally being like, I don't know what to fucking do. She was covering the rent, which was like fucking $600 for her parents. And I literally just looked at Brian and I'm like, we got to go all in. I'm like, this is do or die. I'm like, I either need to make this work or I got to go back to a nine to five with one client, quit my fucking job. And within, I think it was like three months, hit fucking like 10K. And then within fucking six, seven months, I think it was actually July 19th, 2019 is a memory that popped up in my Facebook recently. I will check that date. I was able to retire Julia from her job because I went all in and I didn't let the excuses from my past dictate my future. So like you guys see the success we have now and you think that we always fucking had it. Guys, I fucking left my house and couch surfed at fucking 14 years old. Never had anything. Worked at Walmart overnight stocking for like $1,200 a month. Never went because I was blasted out on drugs or drunk all the fucking time until I was 20, moved to Calgary, became an iron worker, and still was a fucking loser who had nobody until I fucking took my fitness seriously and leaned in and stopped making excuses for my fucking life. Dude, and it was the exact same for me. Like, it was like my entire life. It was like hand-me-down clothes. It was like, I literally, when I was like 14, 15, 16, I started stealing clothes because everybody else in my school like had all these nice clothes and my family couldn't afford it and I didn't have a job. So I would literally steal so that I could have like nicer clothes because I just like, I just wanted something that wasn't hand-me-down. I felt like that's how I started my life. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. 
If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. I was the only person in the last two generations to graduate high school. Like none of my fucking that I, I started a trend. My brothers and sisters started graduating now, which is cool. But like, I was the only person to graduate high school, not go to university, graduate high school. When I left school, I literally had no idea what I was going to do. So I started bartending. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. So I ended up bartending, yep. drinking, getting into drugs. Like I was a fucking loser. Same. I was a loser. Dude, fucking same. I like, I also want to touch on that. Like talking about the, like the family thing, because again, I feel like it's a thing that we hear a lot. Like people will see our success and they just chop it up to perfect childhood or family has money. My dad sent me a text when we were in fucking Edmonton. Jax, you were there. And it literally like, it almost broke me because I'm not very close to my parents, but I'm trying to fucking rekindle the relationship and do a little bit better. I even get fidgety when I talk about it. But he sent me a text and he's like, yo, I just want to let you know I'm fucking proud of you. He's like, I'm proud of you because in three generations, you took our family from sleeping on dirt in a concrete house to a million dollar mansion. Because my grandparents literally lived in Portugal in a fucking stone home, the size of my fucking theater, brick, like stone walls, concrete walls with a dirt floor. My parents literally just did exactly what they could to get by, struggling with money all the time, moving all the fucking time, us not having a lot of cash. And I've been able to change my fucking family's name due to not making fucking excuses and putting in the fucking work every day, relentlessly. Yeah, that's why this fucking word is above us. And I always touch it when we do a podcast, relentless work ethic. I do not let shit get in my fucking way, period. Yeah. But I used to be that fucking loser complaining, bitching about other people's success, getting angry why other people are doing better. And I was broke seeing kids younger than me doing better right now. It used to trigger the fuck out of me because I didn't understand it. It wasn't until I left my ego at the fucking door. I started to be able to change my fucking life. Mm. I feel like a lot of people still haven't done that. A lot of people are stuck in that, but I, it's like, I want to talk about you now because like the only way that you're ever going to be able to change your life and change your situation and change your financial mindset and change like everything about you is you need to change the way that you fucking think. Yeah. hundred percent period. And the first and the most important change that you need to make and the most important distinction that you need to make is you need to understand that if there's people making money right now, then you can be one of those people. Yeah. Period. If there's people making money right now, then you can be one of those people. I feel like that is like, a fundamental shift that needs to happen in society. And like, when I talk about like nine to fives and like making 40 grand a year, 50 grand a year, like if you're unhappy and you're making 50 grand a year, you're failing at life. Yeah. Straight up. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it or like pretend that it's okay because I don't think it's okay. I think if you're making 40 to 50 K a year and you're not fucking happy that you're failing at life Yeah. and that you need to do better and that you need to up level and you need to progress and you need to fucking change and transform. And it's not just about like money. But it is about money because there's no fucking way you'd be working for 30 to 50 hours a week if it wasn't about money. It is about money. And it's not only is it about money, but it's about your fucking happiness. Yes. Your family is counting on you. Your community is counting on you. Like the level of impact that you want to have on the world is counting on you. And you're not letting yourself get out of your bubble because you're just stuck in this fucking this like loop where you think that the only way to make money is the way that you've been making it. And anytime you see somebody else doing something like maybe more successful or making a little bit more money, you get fucking angry. Like the world doesn't owe you shit. Dude, not even that. I think it's not even like making more money or more successful or whatever. It's just out of the norm. You guys see somebody doing something that isn't the norm and you get triggered by it, which makes no fucking sense to me. All right. And it's because of the way that you've been programmed. And I program people program people hear that word and program. Like, program like this program. isn't a fucking simulation. This they get all yes, angry. It is. Listen, you've been programmed. We've all been programmed. Again, I brought up the fucking schooling. Think about that shit for a second. Like, literally think about it. Even if you hated school, a lot of you started school in what? JKSK? Did you guys have that in fucking Alberta? As a kindergarten. Yeah, so in Ontario, there's two. It goes junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten. Then grade one to grade eight. Then high school, grade nine to grade 12. Then college. So before you even go to fucking college, oh, and that's besides the point if you do a leap year to play football again like I did, that's fucking 15 years of schooling where you show up at fucking nine, you sit in a classroom, you leave at fucking 3 p.m., and then when you go home, you do nothing for yourself. 
And a lot of you guys do this shit. You are programmed to operate a certain way and you lash out and anything that goes against the fucking norm. But it all comes down to that happiness thing. If you guys are not happy, what the fuck are you doing? All right, I've lived yes. by a quote. It's tattooed above my knees. It's also on our gym wall. Live full, die empty. Live every day to the fullest so you can die with no regrets. A lot of you guys are already piling so many fucking regrets because you are just doing things that you think you need to do yeah. instead of doing what you want to do. You need to operate from something that's going to make you happy. And a lot of you guys are going to be like, again, it's easier said than done because I have life commitments. Well, then make sacrifices. Everybody gets angry at me because I preach fuck eight hours of sleep. I don't sleep eight hours a night. I sleep five to six because that extra two to three hours every single day goes towards grinding towards my vision. So in 20 years, I can sleep 12 hours a night because homie, I won't be fucking working. And Cade will be able to buy whatever the fuck he wants as my little boy. And our new child, which me and Julia are talking about, will be able to buy whatever the fuck they want. And Julia will be able to do whatever the fuck she wants. I'm grinding for my future where a lot of you guys are just living right now, right now. And you never think fucking later down the fucking road. What the fuck are you doing? I want you guys to think about something for a second. That's like my biggest, that's what drives me more than anything is this idea of if I get to the end of my life and I'm literally on my deathbed for whatever reason, you know, let's pray it's natural causes. I'm at the end of my life and I look back on my life. Like I want to be able to say that I'm fucking happy with the person that I showed up as every Mm. single day. Yep. I want to be able to say that I went all in towards my dreams, my goals, my ambitions. I want to be able to say that I lived every single day to the fucking maximum capacity that I served as much as I possibly could, that I was as good of a husband as I possibly could, as good of a friend as I possibly could, that I showed up as much as I possibly could, that I pushed myself as far as I could possibly go. Like I want that to be my reality. And I want that to be like, I want that to be how I go. And I cannot imagine a life that has any other alternative. Like I, I can't imagine waking up and doing something that I fucking hate. I can't imagine going to work in a nine to five that I don't feel fulfilled at. I can't imagine that life. I wrote a post in 2018 and this is when I was coming up in my business. And in this post, I wrote to this and I like, this isn't like a cute catchphrase. This is like how I live my life. And this is the way that I think. I said to myself in July, 2018, I was like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire or I'm going to be fucking homeless. Those were the two options. Yep. It wasn't like, man, I, I might have to go back to my nine to five. It was like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire or I'm going to be fucking homeless. Yep. Meaning that I will like, I'm willing to stake my existence on the achievement of my goals. Like, I think it's because of the fact that we just refuse to accept a mediocre life. Mm. And like, guys, I've said this to Julia all the time, and I want to make sure that you guys really hear this statement. Okay. Again, if you are happy with your life, disregard everything we're saying. But if you are unhappy I want you to go look yourself in the fucking mirror and ask yourself why you are settling, all right? Why the fuck are you settling? I said this to Julia all the time, and I know you've heard me say it before. I told Julia that my biggest fear is becoming the soccer dad that does nothing with his fucking life. Now, what does that mean? To me, the soccer dad is the individual that never actually works towards his true potential and just does enough to get by, all right? Just does enough to get by. And again, if you're happy with that life, by all means, be that individual. But I would never do that. Why? Because I've had a lot of fucking conversations with the soccer mom or the soccer dad that hates their current life. They're happy as a parent. They're happy with their spouse, but they fucking hate their current job and they hate their situation, but they settled and now they feel like there's no root out. Now they feel like they're too old. They're too exhausted. There's too much commitments that they can never fucking escape. Again, I talk about being remembered forever. Mm. All right. Grinding my ass off to be remembered forever, but it's just deeper than that. I just refuse, refuse to live a life of mediocrity. There's a song by MGK. It's called 27. Have you ever heard that song? Mm. And he says, if I die by 27, I know I can die a legend. When I hear that song, it actually makes me emotional. Because when I was younger, I didn't think that I was going to live very long. All right. Based off of the way that I was acting. Also based off of my mentality. And I started realizing this recently. It was a lot of deep, deep rooted fucking mental health issues that I wasn't dealing with. And I kept hearing that song. And I was like, if I could live past 27 and do what I wanted to do, I'd be able to die a fucking legend. And now I'm just pushing that fucking timeline, living every day to the fucking fullest, not accepting mediocrity. Where a lot of you guys have just accepted mediocrity. You're just okay with living a life that you fucking hate. You're okay with sleeping in because who cares? You're okay with just binge watching Netflix, even though you can't see your fucking dick because who cares? You guys just gave up. That's the thing though. You're not okay with it. You're not okay with it. People aren't okay with it, but they've just lost hope. They just gave up. They just gave up. It's not going to work out for me. That's too late. I'm too fucking old. 
you know, I I too many I, commitments. Too many commitments. I got a family that I need to take care of. I got friends that, you know, I got fucking a mortgage that I need to pay. I can't just fucking do whatever I want with my life. I need to <laughs> go work my nine to five because I've got a fucking mortgage to pay. Yeah. Listen, I get it. And if you're not happy, figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. Period. Or continue doing, and this is something I always say to my students. I'm like, keep doing what you're doing then. If that's how you feel, if you like, and this is the thing, this is the funny thing. If you look down and you can't see your dick, if you look at your bank account, and all you see is zeros. If you're completely unhappy with the friends that are in your life, if that's where you're at right now, but you're unwilling to do anything about it, then understand that like the next 10 years of your life, imagine how that's going to progress. Imagine getting 20, 30 pounds heavier. Yep. Imagine going 30 to 40, you know, 30, $40,000 in debt. Yep. Imagine not being able to climb out of the hole. Imagine it getting so deep that you never fucking get out. Imagine being so lonely because you're so pessimistic and you never changed your perception of the world. Like, don't you guys understand that? Like, this is what most people don't get is like, I have a tattoo on my arm. It says, when you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change. Your entire life will change when you start shifting your perception. You start shifting how you view things. You start shifting your mentality around your situation. It's like, if you're broke, you can either blame the fucking government, blame the pandemic, blame the fucking taxes. You can blame all these fucking things, blame your boss because he didn't give you a raise. Or you can go look at yourself in the fucking mirror and be like, why am I only valued at $20 an hour? Mm. Like, why am I skill set so fucking low that I only receive $20 an hour? Yep. And how am I undervaluing myself to the point where I'm actually accepting somebody paying me $20 an hour? That's the key right there. And then go look at yourself in the mirror with your fucking physique. Because I think your physique is important. Your physical body is a reflection of your mental state. You don't like that? Too bad. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that. Look at yourself in the fucking mirror. Are you unhappy with the person that you see? You're not happy with the way that your physique looks? You're not happy with the way that you feel in your body? You created that. And so you can blame fucking genetics or big bones or fucking whatever you want to blame. Or you can be like, how did I let myself get to this point? Mm. What the fuck? Exactly. How did I let myself? Guys, it's all on you. At the end of the day, time waits for no one. Again, it's tattooed on my fucking arm. And obviously, it's just part of my sleeve, but I got time waits for no one because it's very true. You guys hear me say a lot of harsh shit. Your bills don't care if a family member dies. You still got to pay your fucking rent because it's the truth. This is fucking facts. At the end of the day, all of you guys are going to die. All of you. All of us. All right? It's going to happen. All of us. We're all going to die. We all have a fucking expiration. It's fucking facts. It's not a thought. It's not a maybe. It's going to happen. What the fuck are you going to do with your life while you're currently here? And why the fuck are you settling? Like Brian broke down the physique thing. It makes zero sense to me. Why you guys don't hold yourselves to a higher fucking standard. Literally makes no fucking sense to me. And this is why I go so hot at all these fucking movements. Like body positivity is a fucking joke. It is the stupidest movement I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just a bunch of fucking fat people who don't want to take accountability for their goddamn actions and they want to support each other and baby each other so they don't have to deal with the fact that they are going to deal with health problems later on in life. I could not picture as a father not being able to run around with my fucking child without being gassed out. And a lot of you parents have given up on that and it makes me sick to my fucking stomach. It's dude, that's it. This hits home for me because my, my family struggles with weight and like my family struggled with weight their entire life. And I remember when I was younger, and I'm going to tell you a story about her in a second. My auntie, I would like, because like, for me, it's like, I'm a fucking kid, all right? If you can't play with me, like, I just am like, why aren't you playing with me? Yep. But it's like, when you're overweight, it's very fucking hard to move around. You're yep. not going to go outside and throw a fucking baseball with somebody if you can't, you have a hard time getting up the stairs. So like, I was trying to like, get my auntie to lose weight. And she would always say to me, like, I'm not fucking losing weight because you want me to, or society wants me to, and blah, 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 blah. That was the argument. And then I, this is some deep shit. And you were there. Yep. It was my wedding and my auntie was there. My little cousin was there mm. and my little cousin got super, super sick upstairs and my auntie couldn't go up the stairs to, to see him. And so we, me and Kirsten and a couple of our other friends, Micah, cutie was upstairs and my auntie couldn't go up to see her son. And he was like, we're talking about like getting to the point where like, he was like Dude, puking was, to the point that he was green. Like was blood. We thought he was going to die. It like, I'll be honest. Me. I thought he was going to die. And so, and my auntie couldn't get up the stairs. And to see him. And I remember like, I like finally sat her down and I was like, you need to change your fucking life. Like, I'm sick of this. I'm like, there's no more excuses. It's like, I'm fucking done. I'm like, I don't care why. I don't care what you think. I'm like, I'm fucking done with you being overweight. Like it needs to change now. And I literally called Janelle yeah. that day. I was like on fucking, I was like, Brian was puking upstairs. Micah was holding him in his fucking arms. I'm downstairs yelling at my auntie. And I called Janelle. I'm like, 
you're fucking working with my auntie Sharon. She's been working with Janelle for a year now. She's yep. lost 100 pounds. Yep. But it's like, that shit gets me because it's like, I agree. Like, I have a family that's overweight and all of them make fucking excuses. And my auntie's fucking finally like decided not to be one of those fucking yep. excuse makers anymore. But a lot of people just like body positivity. That's just your fucking excuse to continue with your shitty yeah, habits. Bro, it's- so you're telling me your body positivity and you're not going to be around until you're 50 because you were unwilling to work on yourself. Oh. Like I view it as my responsibility. I'm a business coach for personal trainers and I view it as my responsibility to stay fit because personal trainers are fucking like learning from me. And so if I don't look like I fucking lift weights and personal trainers are look, like learning from me, like what the fuck? Also, I have a kid. I have a 14 year old daughter and it's like, it's my responsibility as a father to show my 14 year old daughter how to live her life. That's a deeper shit for me. And it's like, dude, this is the thing. And I'm going to talk about overweight kids for a second. Yeah. If your child is overweight, they likely learned it from you. I'll take it deeper than that. If your child's overweight, you're a shitty fucking parent. Mm. I'll fucking go deep. I'll say the shit that's going to piss all of you guys off. Learn how to fucking deal with that shit. I'm not saying you got to put them on a fucking diet, but if you don't even understand how to balance out your own eating habits and then it trickles down to your children and they are now becoming overweight getting picked on at school and are developing that's, problems when they're younger that's it. go fuck yourself you're a piece of shit i will say that shit straight to your fucking face straight to your fucking face it's embarrassing to me that shit actually makes me fucking physically angry mm. actually angry because i've dealt with that shit not being able to fucking play because the individuals in my life didn't take care of their health and then wouldn't fucking play with me i've also dealt with the broke shit and dealing with the fucking financial struggles as a child that stuff should not be put on a fucking kid. And there's way too many of you fucking parents and people out there that are living this fucking life of, again, mediocrity and not taking responsibility for your fucking situation. Dude, and that's it. Not taking responsibility. Because you look outwards and it's very easy, body positivity, it's very easy for you to be like, those people are all making fun of me. Those people are all, these are people are all doing this. Look at yourself in the fucking mirror. What are you saying to yourself? Like, you're not taking care of yourself. Self-responsibility. Look at your fucking bank account. The amount of money in your bank account, you created that. If it's awesome, you created that. If it's not awesome, you created that. Self-responsibility. Yes. Your career choice. If you're working at a job right now and you're getting paid dollars per hour and you're not happy with that, you created that. Yep. If you're working at a career that you love, you created that. That's like that's self-responsibility. Yep. But so many people aren't willing to accept self-responsibility and so many people never change their life because if you truly want to change your life, before you can start making more money and you know losing weight and getting in shape and having great relationships, the first thing you need to understand is you created everything in your reality right now. Yep. And most people will never accept that fucking level of responsibility. They're not willing to accept that the fact the reason that their kids overweight is because they fucking didn't feed them properly. Yep. They're not willing to accept the fact that the reason that they're overweight is because they didn't eat properly. They're not willing to accept the fact that the reason that they're broke is because they haven't learned how to make money. Like most people aren't willing to accept that level of responsibility and they just want to point the finger at somebody else. Cause like you said earlier, they're used to it. It's the story. Like Bedros literally talked about this on a podcast. So I'm not going to sit here and say that, like I'm coming up with this statement, but we've all heard this before and we've all talked about it. All right. The reason why you are living the life that you are currently living is based off of the story that you keep repeating to yourself. The story that you have when you were a child, we both dealt with shitty fucking childhoods. We dealt with through a lot of shit. We dealt with a lot of shit when we were a kid. So did everybody in this fucking room. But regardless, we were able to turn our situation around because we didn't let the old story dictate the current future. You guys allow the story, the thing that happened when you were a kid, dictate everything that happens for the rest of your fucking life. And it's why your bank account looks the way it looks. Your kids are being raised the way that they are. You look the way that you look. Everything. Drop the fucking story. Nobody cares. But no, 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 that's not true. The fucking the thousand, losers the care. thousand people in the rat and rave care. Yeah, the fucking losers Which care. Which is why you keep telling it. Oh, fuck. I'm just going to keep telling everybody about how it's not working. And I'm going to keep talking about all the shit that went wrong. And I'm going to keep bitching about the economy and bitching about the government and bitching about the weather and bitching about everything that I can possibly find fucking wrong because I'm unhappy. And listen, like we bitch, guys. Okay, we do. You know who we bitch to? Each other. You know who else we bitch to? Our wives. And guess how long we bitch? maybe an hour, right? I would say the best bitch fests we've ever got in was like maybe like two and a half hours before the other person called each other out. It was like, okay, enough. 
No, uh, let's right? be honest. We're having a bitch fest in the podcast. And it's well, no, I mean like <laughs> us bistro about our own problems. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, like when something bad happens in our yeah. lives, I think the longest each of us have been able to bitch to each other just complaining was like maybe two hours. And then the other person's like, okay, listen, I get it. But like, what's the alternative? When you like, what's the other thing? When you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change. My counselor, she always talks about like whenever, you know, I would bring something to my, I have a therapist. Whenever I would bring something to my therapist, she would like, listen, then she'd be like, okay, cool. What's your part? Okay, yep. cool. What's your part? Yep. So like, that's the question for you guys. You're broke. Okay, cool. What's your part? Yep. You're overweight. Okay, cool. What's your part? Nobody's reaching out to you. You're having a hard time growing your online coaching business. Okay, cool. What's your part? Exactly. Your mindset's super fucking shitty. You wake up every single day fucking hating your life. Okay, cool. What's your part? What have you done to create this? Or what have you not done? What have you put off? Exactly. What have you been meaning to do, but you just keep putting it on the fucking back burner? What have you been pushing off till tomorrow? How many workouts have you fucking skipped? Exactly. How many meditation sessions have you fucking skipped? Exactly. How many morning ritual sessions have you fucking skipped? Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your fucking part? You guys got to take responsibility, man. What's your fucking part? Self-responsibility is the key to success because then you stop making excuses and you start taking actions. All right. We all have something that we could lean back on and hold on to that would restrict our progress in life. We all do. Everyone. Even the fucking richy rich kids that grew up with no problems in your eyes and millions of dollars in their bank accounts still have shit that they had to deal with. They still did, regardless of what you want to fucking think of or not. The people that still saw success, like, you remember when Donald Trump did that podcast or interview and he's like, my father gave me a small loan of a million dollars and I turned it in like that's how he built his empire. People got so fixated on that. A small loan, small loan of a million dollars, bro. That's fucking so much money. Fuck you, bro. You never had it hard. You never gone through something. You guys are idiots, bro. Number one, a million dollars is not that much cash. All right. It's a lot to your broke mindset that you've never actually been able to break out of of only $40,000 a year. But an individual who built an empire like Donald Trump did, million dollars is minuscule in the billion dollar business that he has now. You guys don't want to think about that shit. You just keep bitching. You think your life is so much harder than everybody else's and you won't let go of that story in order to step into your own shoes. We talk about this because no joke, like one of my biggest pet peeves is wasted potential because I grew up around it. I saw it every single fucking day. Individuals that could be extremely successful. I know people right now and Brian will know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to utilize names. I know people right now that if they started fitness coaching businesses, they would be extremely fucking successful because they have genetics of gods. They joined fitness challenges of ours in the past and lost so much weight in like 30 days looking like just absolute fucking picture perfect physiques. They never did anything with it. They're still working bullshit construction jobs, like literally looking like shit and doing shit every day because they just gave up on themselves and kept repeating that same fucking story. I also agree. Like I also hate, hate wasted potential, but I hate it for another reason because I like, I truly do want to help every single fucking person. Yes. I really do. Like my main purpose in life is to help as many people as I like, I told like my life's purpose is to be a testament for what's possible, mm. which is why I talk about how I came from a Lamb- like a fucking trailer park to a Lamborghini. That's why I talk about like my drug addiction, fucking leading the gym movement, leading peak domination, because like I want to inspire as many people as I possibly can to step into their power. Now, Cole and I have worked with over 2,500 online coaches. We're probably getting close to 3,000 online coaches now. And in the last, out of the last 3,000 online coaches, we've got there's always going to be the top performers. So the top performers are the 270 online coaches that are hitting $10,000 a month. And then we've got the people that are in the middle. And the people that are in the middle are making anywhere from like $1,000 to $10,000 a month. And then we got the people that fucking quit. Yeah, dude. And like that. I'm like, why would you fucking quit on yourself? And that's it right why there. Why would you fucking quit on yourself? The last word though. I want to touch on that. Yourself. On yourself. I would rather die than quit. You're not quitting on us. Like you're not quitting on us. You're not quitting on your partner. You're not quitting on your potential clients. You're not quitting on your dreams. You're just quitting on you. You. Dude, I like, it blows my mind. I'm like, so like, you're telling me that, you know, three months ago when you DM, this is like, you know, this is literally the bottom 10% of, because you, you look, you work with a hundred people. There's going to be 10% that just dropped the fuck out because of whatever Gone. reason. There's going to be 80% that are like successful. And then there's going to be like the top 10%. But like, it doesn't understand. Like, I don't fucking understand. There's two parts of this equation that I don't understand. The people that end up quitting on themselves. It's like, Literally, you DM'd me three months ago saying that you wanted to be able to take care of your new wife and baby. And now you're telling me three months later that you're, you don't want to learn social media. So you're going to go work behind the fucking front desk of a fucking facility. You're telling me it's too, and I'm actually quoting here. 
it's too hard to be in your DMs every single day. So you would rather go work outside in minus 20 and not be able to provide that wife and baby with the life that they could have because it's hard. That's fucked up. It's hard to type a fucking message in your phone. Dude, I don't get it. Here's another thing, right? So now I'm going to talk those 80%. And this is for the academy. This is for you. If you understand that you've achieved a little bit of success already, and you're like, you're already doing well for yourself, and you're already, you're like, you can smell it, and you haven't committed yet. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, this is what drives me mental. It's like when I see somebody that I'm like, oh man, you could be making $10,000 a month. You could be making 20, 30, 50, 100. But then you're just constantly in your own fucking way. Yeah. You know, you'll get a little bit of success and then you're like, ah, you freak out and then you back off. You'll get a little bit overwhelmed and you're like, oh my God. And then you fucking back off or you'll fucking sell a few paid in fulls and then you make seven grand and then you're like, okay, I'm cool. And then you chill. It's like, why in the fuck are you okay with being the biggest fish in your small little pond? Like, why are you okay with making the most amount of money that you've made in your family and then having that be the standard of your fucking life? Like, how is that the norm? Like, how is that okay? It's not okay. It's not. It's not okay. And that's why, like, you know, we always, like, inside of the Change Lives Academy, we want to celebrate everybody that's, like, that's in their program that's progressively realizing a worthy ideal. But the reason that you see your boy and your boy popping off when somebody hits 10 grand is because that motherfucker made the decision that they were going to be phenomenal. Yeah, it has nothing to do with just the money. It has to do with everything. The mindset, the tenacity, the relentlessness, everything that goes into actually hitting that. You got to commit. Sometimes you guys just got to get sick of being fucking average and you got to go all in if you want to achieve more. Say it again. Sometimes you just got to be fucking sick of being average and go all in if you want to achieve more. One more time. Yo, the breakdown you just literally talked about. All right, the 10% super successful, 80% that commit and want to actually see the journey and the 5% that drop off 100%, that's going to happen right now. Because when is New Year's? No. Two days from now. Yeah, two days from now. Yeah. Fucking two days. It is the literal known fact that 87% of individuals that make a resolution drop off within their first 60 days. You guys got to be sick of being fucking average and go all in if you want to better your situation. Do not make a fucking goal to then just quit on it later. A lot of you guys will make a resolution. I want to lose 50 pounds. You made that decision for a reason, something emotional. Maybe your girl looked at you bad. Maybe your man looked at you bad. Maybe you got dumped because they thought you weren't taking care of yourself. Maybe you caught a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you were like, what the fuck? What did I do? Why did I let myself get this way? You make a decision to change. And then in 60 days, because it's hard, you give up. What the fuck are we doing, bro? It literally triggers the fuck out of me because so many people literally just give up on themselves every day because it's hard. It's not hard. I talk about this shit all the time. Motherfuckers, you guys don't have hard lives. You don't. Especially living in Canada. Especially if you're fucking listening to us right now because that means you're listening to a podcast in either a phone or in your car or on an iPhone or in your fucking cushy house. There's motherfuckers who don't have phones that are sleeping in the dirt. That's, and that's why we fucking record all our shit. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got I know. a hard life, but I'm driving in my fucking brand new Beamer, driving to my fucking job, or I'm driving. I can use my legs. There's people who are in wheelchairs that wish they could be in a fucking car driving around right now. Know, like, agree. perspective. Yeah, I agree. My life. I could literally talk about this shit for hours, bro. This is like, legit, this subject, the money mindset, the waste of potential, the sheep-ass shit is my biggest pet peeve in the entire world. I, I'm going to, so we've hit the hour mark. So I feel like we should end with, I'm going to end and then you're going to end too. So here's my fucking, here's how I'm going to end this is I want you to ask yourself if you're happy with yourself right now. Are you happy with the amount of money that you have in your bank? Are you happy with the career choice that you've made? Are you happy with the fucking way your body looks? We're coming to the end of 2022. My question for you is that goal that you set for yourself at the start of the year, did you hit that? Those goals that you wrote down, those ambitions that you wrote down, that like that fucking that life plan that you had for 2022. Are you happy? Did you fucking hit it? If the answer is no, take a look in the fucking mirror and you need to make the decision that you're not going to waste any more days, months or weeks or years of your life. And you need to understand that the only person that's going to change your life is you or you can spend the next 20, 30, 40 fucking years quitting on yourself and repeating the same cycle over and over and over again and blaming everybody else for it. Before I went, I wanted to let that sink in for a second. All right. If you're looking to achieve goals in 2023, you need to change your fucking language. This is what we're going to end off on. 
If you're going into 2023 and you have big aspirations for your life, whether it's in your relationship, business, or fitness, goals-wise, you need to change the way you fucking speak to yourself. Change your language. This shit is not hard. You are giving, you are getting the opportunity. It's not hard to achieve fitness goals. It's fucking not. It just takes patience and effort. You're just so used to being fucking lazy that you chalk it up to hard and you give up. It's not hard to change your financial situation. It just takes patience and effort. This is literally how I think. Nothing is hard in this fucking life. It just takes effort and patience. And your success is determined by how patient you can actually be. Your success is determined by how relentless you are willing to be. Your success is going to be determined based off of the effort that you output on a daily fucking basis. That goal that you're thinking about for 2023, I want you to put it on a piece of paper right now and then ask yourself, am I willing to give up the old me in order to become that individual? Boom! Yes or fucking no. Wake up. We're not playing this game anymore. If you aren't inspired to take action after this podcast, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Then fucking unfollow me, block me, get the fuck out of my face, period. If you are inspired to take action, then reach out. Then I love you. And let us know how this podcast impacted you, all right? Peace. Love, protein. Where do they find you if they're on my podcast? Cold, it was to Selva or the Wake Up the Wolf podcast. All right? Peace. Peace. Peace.